0: It's time for...
1: I'm John Norman.
0: Oh my god, that was a good impression. (laughs) And I'm Jonathan Fink. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about... Uh, concert culture. Uh, oh wow, wow.
1: So, am I John Norman today?
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah. That'll be the next episode. We're just gonna do impressions of each other.
1: We're April Fools, you know? We just fool everybody. (laughs) We do it backwards. That'd be great. That'd be so
0: good. Um, okay, so today we're talking about concert culture, and by that we mean, um, what do we mean? I don't even know what we mean. Well, we we mean?
1: mean, basically, our experiences in going to concerts here in the United States.
0: Okay, versus uh, concert uh, culture in Korea?
1: I, well, no, I mean, yeah, sure. We could talk about that, you know? Okay, good.
0: good. But I, I, I talk guess about
1: in general, we could just talk about our experiences and the positives and the negatives and what we think should improve about concert culture and what we think should stay the same, I guess, or what we like about it right now.
0: Okay, let's start with the negative because that's where I live in my life. I think that at a concert, everybody should sit down and let me stand up because I can never see and I hate it.
1: (laughs) Well, good luck trying to get that to happen.
0: Yeah, or I need to invest in some platform shoes. I need to spice up my life, get some Spice Girl shoes, and I need to hover above the rest. I'm so jealous of my...
1: Or you need to fucking break your ass and get those front row tickets.
0: No, absolutely not. I want I want nosebleed seats, but I want to be the first in the first row. <laughs>
1: you want what you're saying is you want front row, front row prices at a nosebleed pli- price. Why? Wow, sorry, I'm eating.
0: Uh, I want front row seating at a nosebleed price. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you get it, and that's the most negative thing about concert culture. The end. Into end podcast.
1: Well, I would say. For um, for American concerts, definitely. Do you know how much it costs to sit at a front row concert, Madonna concert?
0: Uh, at least, like, a
1: thousand? $2,500. Ah! Um. <laughs> and, you know, she gives you, like, you know, VIP parking and you get Kabbalah water and do you really get Kabbalah water? Yes, they serve you Kabbalah water. <laughs> you know, Madonna's Madonna's own brand of Kabbalah water, of course. And um, you get the guaranteed first two row seats. Uh, you get all this cool merchandise. And you get to go to a VIP party. I don't remember if it's before or after. But yeah. she, but she ain't at the party, so it's not, that, it's not that great. You don't get any meet and greet with Madonna at all. Madonna doesn't do meet and greets.
0: She, oh, okay, that's She does I guess. She doesn't want to meet the peasants. Mm, yeah, well, meet and greets are
1: exhausting. I mean, if you just did it for a small pool of people per stop, you know, people would pay. Oh, like, yeah, they would. They would definitely pay. Um, I think it could be manageable, but I just, I don't think, she doesn't like to sell herself like that.
0: Mm, that's fair. She likes to sell her artistry.
1: I mean, yes, you know, people come to pay for the show and um, she complains about, you know, all the rich people that sit in the front and they don't move, you know, because she's one of those people who like old school. She likes to look out into the crowd and see people having a good time and dancing. And she will tell you if she sees you just sitting there like, do you want to go home?
0: Are you not having a
1: good time? Like she'll she'll point you out. She'll call you out. But the problem is, Madonna, is that your actual fans can't afford to pay $2,500. So these rich people who are just like, I'm going to go see Madonna, you know, because it's so, you know... it's Just
0: for casual and night out.
1: Yes, it's so opulent. It's so grand to go see the Queen of Pop, you know, because I can. They don't really care, you know, <laughs> crease their beautiful Armani suits, you know, to get up okay. and you know, sweat and dance, they just want to sit there and pretend like they're at a night in the opera or something, you know? Oh, yes, yes, a
0: night at the opera.
1: <laughs> Where they have their little binoculars, you know? looking.
0: At... But I'm just imagining the front row of a Madonna concert, like, everyone in, like, with little uh, monocles and whatnot, little feathered hats.
1: That's what it's like,
0: believe it or not. Yeah. You know? Show me. I need to see this. But
1: what they're doing now is... um Cause there's also the pit area. So what they'll do now, and I've never been able to do this, but the mm-hmm. they will ask like fans to send in like an email of like why they feel like they deserve to be in the pit, and then the the manager, her manager, Gaio Siri will will review the emails and he'll pick fans to populate the pit. So oh then God. you'll have. So I mean, even even if you paid for a two hundred and fifty dollar ticket, it doesn't matter because you would be sent to the pit.
0: Anyway, so Th- that reminds me of one of the most most emotional parts of the Justin Bieber movie. Oh no! Yes, where Scooter Braun was going around and he was giving little girls either like free tickets to the concert or like upgrading them if they had nosebleed seats and whatnot, and they would like cry and like, oh my god, cue the musical montage. It was so beautiful. <laughs>
1: I can't believe you watched that movie. That's the only thing I got out of this whole conversation that you
0: I was Here, I'm going to tell you. I watched both that I watched it in theaters, the original version, then when they came out with the director's version, I went and watched it again. Did you like it that much? I loved it. It was so cute. And I love the like whole idea. Like it was, um, you know, like a concert movie, but also had like sort of a plot. And it was like great. I love all those movies that came out. Do they still do them anymore? Hold question.
1: So have you ever seen Madonna's Truth or Dare? No, I haven't. That is the original. That is where all these movie ideas, these concert movie ideas come from. When did that that come out? 1990 okay and it okay. chronicles her journey through the Blonde Ambition tour all of the um, everyday life footage you know because it's her going through different events during the tour uh, is shot in black and white and then the actual performances are shot in color
0: um, well I saw okay so I saw the Justin Bieber one I saw the One Direction one I saw the Katy Perry I one I saw the Katy
1: Perry <laughs> one too yes
0: did you love it
1: mm, no no
0: no. Oh, yeah. It was kind of a bummer. Like, the whole time she's, like, crying about Russell Brand. And... I know.
1: It seemed a little bit over the top for me. I I wasn't enjoying it that much.
0: Yeah, like when she was, like, paralyzed with sadness right before she had to go out yes, to Yes, that was oh, my God. the drama
1: queen, drama queen. I, I wasn't feeling that. I didn't even think that they were, like, a cute couple. I thought they were not a good match for each other. But anyway, anyway... um yeah, what was I saying with this? Oh, yeah, so you get to go into the pit, whatever, and um, and that's great. But what I really wanted to talk about was... <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you hear that. Wow. Imagine, imagine you go to a Britney Spears concert.
0: Okay. I'm imagining. I think of it every night.
1: And someone shows up with a Christina Aguilera shirt. Okay what would your reaction
0: be? I'd be like, ah, uh, uh," I don't know. It'd be a combination of things. It would be like tongue-in-cheek love. Like, I'd be like, oh my God, that's so dumb. But like, love it because it's so dumb.
1: Right, because you like the drama. I forgot. Okay.
0: Yeah, I love the drama of it all. I'm like, you instigator.
1: (laughs) Well, okay. So I had this recent concert experience where I went to go see this... um, I would say they're pretty much an underrated group, K-pop group. Uh, yeah, I never was, heard of them. Well, you should. Their name is Ace, and they are amazing. They are fantastic. And they were able to do uh, an American tour, and they came here to Miami. And I think the problem with a lot of Miami K-pop fans is that we don't get a lot of K-pop here. So, like, when there's a K-pop concert that comes, people get excited because they're like, Oh my God, there's going to be so many K-pop fans in one place. that can't wait. Yeah. So I was literally standing there in line, right? This long line. And I look mm-hmm. over to my right at the front of the general admission line. And there is this girl holding up a black pink light stick like just waving <laughs> it around, right? And then yeah. next to that girl, all of a sudden, this other girl whoops out an NCT light stick. <laughs> and then next to that girl, Another girl whips out a Got7 light stick.
0: Oh! And
1: they're all waving their, you know, light sticks up in the air. And then they start playing BTS music. Mm-hmm. And they start cheering to BTS and doing the fan chants and waving their non BTS multi fandom light sticks in the air. And most of us are kind of looking around like, did these people get off at the right bus? Like, yeah. did they did they come to the right concert? And then they started playing Got7 and doing the Got7 fan chants. And I was just utterly confused because I think that's so rude, you know? You come to another group's concert and you're playing songs from other groups and you're fan chanting to other groups and waving another group's light stick. Like, I get that you're multi-fandom and I get that... You've probably never been to a K-pop concert before, so you think, Oh, Whoa, yeah! Do li-
0: huh? Do you live next to an airport? What the hell was that? That scared me. Oh,
1: that was an airplane. I didn't think it was that loud. Wow.
0: Uh, but, um... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I mean, I did mean to interrupt. Okay, go ahead.
1: Um, Where was I going
0: with this? Yeah, you get that people are multi-fandom and whatnot.
1: Yeah, and I get that this is the first time at a at a all-K-pop event, But Mm -hmm. you're not here to support your faves, okay? You're here to support Ace, who is the group you're coming to see. And it's so shitty of you to bring these light sticks to wave it at a concert that these groups are not going to be performing at at all, you know? I think it's very immature, and I think, like you need to leave your light sticks at home. I get that you're multi-fandom, but if you're multi-fandom, you would understand that that doesn't mean supporting your faves at every concert that they're not performing at. That means Mm -hmm. you need to support the group that you're there to see at that moment. Yeah.
0: So. I guess to kind of look at it, they're probably thinking that, you know, like it's a K-pop concert, so it's not more a K-pop concert than an ace concert. Like how you go to an anime convention and there's all these different people from different fandoms at an anime convention, but it's not like if you went to a Star Trek convention, it'd be just Star Trek. You know what I mean? That's probably how they're. I mean,
1: and positive. I get something like KCon, you know? Because yeah, exactly. KCon is like many different groups and people of all different fandoms go there, and you talk about everything Hollywood, and that's all fine and dandy. But when it's a a, a solo centered concert, you know. I think you need to recognize where you are and know that there's a time and place to, like, promote your faves or try to plug in your faves. And I see this a lot in K-pop I think it's so concerts. funny
0: that we had, like, almost the parallel experience because I also went to a concert that night. I went to Teen Top. Uh-huh. And the exact same thing was happening. Uh, when we were winning in line, everyone was, like, blasting different groups' music and they were practicing all the different, you know, dances to it. Like, for example, the people in front of us kept playing the... Um, What's uh, uh Jenny from Blackpink's version of Gashina Gashina? Solo. Uh, yeah, solo. they're like the exact same song. Anyway, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they kept practicing that dance, and like other people in line were doing other. You know songs, and it was very different than the other K-pop concerts that I've been to because those concerts were very much you were there for that group, like the Shiny concert, people were there for Shiny, the EXO concert for EXO, um, and people, you know, they were only listening to EXO, only talking about EXO, only dancing to their songs, had their light sticks. But Teen Top, you know, they're kind of at this point a much smaller group; they're not quite as popular, and so a lot of people didn't seem like they were there for Teen Top, um, and. I had just seen your post about different light sticks. So I was trying to like look around and see if the same thing was happening because I noticed the same thing with the music that people were listening to different groups. And so I was like pointing out to Jackie Sue who went with me, I was like, oh my God, is that another group's light stick? How about that one? Because I saw like two different light sticks. She's like, no, those are both Teen Tops, John, calm down. And I was like, oh, darn. Okay, I, I was hoping to have something to complain about, but unfortunately, I guess not. Um. Oh, well, that was,
1: that's nice. So nobody did anything with other light sticks at the concert you went to.
0: Yeah, once we were in the concert... Um, yeah, people didn't have light sticks. They might have, I think I saw a couple of people wearing different, uh, groups shirts, but I don't think you could really see it in the crowd. So, like, for Teen Top, it was whatever. Um, but maybe they had a, um, meet and greet afterwards, so maybe they, like, walked up to the meet and greet wearing, like, a, you know, Got7 BTS shirt, shirt or something. Oh. Yeah, BTS shirt, whatever.
1: I would imagine it was BTS. You know, them armies like to make themselves known in every situation there is. Every Which is so funny. Every... Like, don't
0: you understand you're like... That's like surface level K-pop. Like, that doesn't make you cooler. That makes you less cool.
1: I mean, try explaining that to them. They don't get it.
0: <laughs> I know. Like, I feel the same way when people argue. It, it's so funny, the difference in, like, music fans. Like, you have the people who... I thought it was cool to listen to music that other people don't listen to. Like, oh, you listen to underground stuff. But you go on Twitter and people are arguing about, oh, I listen to only the most popular person. And it's like, wouldn't that make you less cool that you only listen to, like, the person who gets played on Kiss FM the most? Like, exactly. Um, <laughs> Kiss But, FM. yeah, I like to play both sides, you know what I mean? It's like, of course I want to act like Britney is number one. But also, I, if you listen to my, look at my playlist, it, like... You know, you realize
1: that Britney is not number one.
0: Yeah, on my playlist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: in general, <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: I'm kidding. You know, I, um, I know she's number one in your heart. Okay, so did they? Did Ace have a meet and greet at their concert? They did. Okay, how did that go? Because I oh, mine wait, was ew. a different experience. I'm sure yours was a better experience because you got
1: selfies. Okay, I, we didn't get that at all. We got just you know the regular high touch. And it was just so fast, it went by so quick, and the members were so tired, like they looked like they were about to fall over, the poor things. And uh, that was it. You know, you just went in, you just gave them a little high five. I told them that I loved them and thanked them for coming to Miami, to my city, my home, and um, and that was it.
0: Oh. Yeah, as simple as that. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm distracted by your pen. Um, My pen? I, I don't have any pen. Or a wrapper something. Something's going oh, on.
1: Oh, okay, there is a wrapper. Okay, wow. <laughs> Very yeah, keen I- sense of hearing.
0: Well, you know, I'm a DJ, so I pick up on these sounds. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, at the Teen Top concert, it was a very different experience because, like, once the concert was over, it wasn't one of those things where... I've been to other concerts where you had to buy the tickets beforehand, and, it, you, you know, you had to buy a more expensive ticket that came with a meet and greet, and if you didn't buy that beforehand, then you were just out of luck. At this concert you know, anyone who went could then buy, get into a separate line, if they didn't buy it online, it's an extra thing, they could get into a separate line, go buy a $10 ticket, and for that 10 bucks, you could take um, a selfie with one of the members of Teen Top, and you would get a Polaroid. And I think what I heard was there was maybe like a deal, like if you you could either pay $10 for one member, or you could pay $35 for all members. And I ended up just doing the $10 one, that's, Cause I was.
1: That's kind of disgusting, but I guess. What
0: what's disgusting about it?
1: That's crazy. They just decided at, right at the moment that they were going to sell Polaroid selfies for ten dollars.
0: Oh, I, I don't think they decided in the moment, but they just you know they let anyone who wanted to like after the concert like bar- get one bargain
1: price as wow.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was like genius. You know, for like a smaller group like Teen Top, where it's like maybe you know, people wouldn't pay a large amount for them. But after they go to the concert and right in that moment, they can do an impulse buy for something sort of cheap and, you know, take these pictures with them. That makes me and, feel so
1: bad for Teen Top, though.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, but it's one of those things where it's like they made a lot of extra money from it because, like, so, it looked like almost everyone at the concert bought the meet and greets. So it's kind of like you... The tickets were really cheap, too. Like, there was a... um like a BOGO deal where yeah, the ticket I know. was $80 and then we split one ticket. So we both ended up paying only $40 each. And then we paid, Jackie Sue got two meet and greet tickets and I got one. And um yeah, it was really funny because like, I don't know if you've experienced this, but um I don't think anyone in Teen Top really spoke English. Like anytime they would talk, someone overhead, the voice of God or whatever would translate for them. And then when we did the meet and greet, you would get into these smaller lines and when you got to almost to um, the person, I did a, a meet and greet with Neil. Mm-hmm.
1: I saw. A, girl that w-
0: a girl that was working there would show you a picture of a sign and it had six different poses and you would just like look at the six poses, you would pick the pose that you're going to do and they were all numbered and so I picked number three and so the person working there just turned to Neil and goes three and then Neil was like, oh, three! <laughs> and then cute. I walked... It was cute. I walk up to Neil. We do the number three pose, and then took the picture, and then that was it.
1: Oh, Neil is my bias. He's he's adorable.
0: Did we talk about this on the last episode about being old and creepy and doing meet and greets? We did. Okay, so we've already been over this. <laughs>
1: well,
0: but but was this a better experience? Um, was he nice wait, to you? Wait, but but did I did I specifically talk about Teen Top in last podcast? No. Oh okay, good, good, good. Just making sure you know. T top
1: -top hadn't happened then.
0: Oh okay, cool. Yeah, I I get my days confused. You know when you're you know unemployed and you're just like sleeping in until three. I know it all melts together. Yeah, I don't know what day is what. Yeah,
1: (laughs) but but no, did the experience go well? It was a
0: good experience. It was kind of like, it was weird because normally when I've done meet and greets before, it's like you chat with them a little bit. And then once you're done chatting with them, you know, you say things like, oh, great concert. Love your music. Uh, You know, this, this, album changed my life or whatever, you know, then, then you take a picture, but like you couldn't communicate with Neil. So like I didn't speak Korean, he didn't speak English. And so it's just like three. And then we did the pose. She took the Polaroid and then he was just like, thank you. And then oh. you just walked away. It was, it was really cute. It was really nice. Um, <laughs> that's cute.
1: That, I mean, that's yeah. all my experiences with meet and greets pretty much just in an in and out thing. I've never had, uh, time to converse with the idol. Yeah. Um, except for, um, Top Dog. But that was a different story altogether.
0: Yeah. Actually, no, now I remember because, yeah, we did the podcast and so it was already in my head that like, uh, feeling weird about meeting idols and stuff like that. So when I was looking at the chart, a lot of them were like either making like heart symbols or like they would hug you or, you know, whatever. And so I felt weird about it. And I was like, okay, so I picked the pose where we were just kind of like doing the like finger guns at the camera and standing next to each other. And I I thought it was cute. So it was adorable.
1: Um, I saw your Polaroid. I loved it. And yeah. You know, like so it turned cute. out
0: great. It turned out great, but I was, like, I had that in my head. Like, what's, like, the, the most, like, you know, like, not gay <laughs> pose that I could do with him? And I picked that one. Well, that was and very nice of you,
1: to be considerate. Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> I was, try- you know, I was really trying to, looking out for them. <laughs> but,
1: but then again, you know, all the other girls behind you will be looking for the most touchy pose that they can get, you know? So. Which is
0: what Jackie Sue did. She got a picture with Neil as well, and he had his arm around her, and, um... Yeah, it was so funny. She was, like, coaching me before we got up there. She's like, okay, John, you got to, like, look real cool in the Polaroid. You got to make it look like it's your meet and greet. And they're there to meet you. They're the oh, fan. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. What is so, this? I don't know. this. And so in her picture, she's... I'm very she's,
1: curious like, to meet your friend Jackie Sue. She seems... Oh, my God. You would love her. Um, well. Because
0: <laughs> she's... Well, maybe you might love her. She's also very opinionated about these sort of things. And so... Uh, opinionated with different opinions than you, so maybe you would butt heads. But... I don't
1: back down from my opinions, so... Oh, neither
0: does she, so I would love to watch this.
1: Oh, um, God,
0: you instigator.
1: There you go. That's why you want us to meet, so that you can get a, a bag of popcorn and sit there on your lawn chair and sip on some soda while we go head-to-head. Sip,
0: sip on some soda. <laughs>
1: oh, right, you don't drink soda. That's right. You're, you're sparkling water.
0: Yeah, actually, no. I. Okay, so the local grocery store they have these really weird flavors like pumpkin spice soda it's like made by the grocery store or whatever and i just got peppermint soda that sounds disgusting (laughs) yeah it tastes like big red with like a peppermint aftertaste what's a big red oh okay never mind um (laughs) so yeah like her pictures are so funny because she's like looking like too cool for school and they're just like so it really does look like it's her meet and greet wow wow yeah.
1: Like they're there um, to see her.
0: <laughs> exactly. So. But yeah, everyone at that concert was um very nice very respectful. They were nice. Yeah, nobody was like rude or anything. Meanwhile but I have, behind, Meanwhile.
1: Yes, behind me I have these girls screaming like lunatics, you know. Mm-hmm. Ah love you. Oh, SpongeBob Like oh. Like I swear to God, like they were going to blow their vocal cords out, and blow my eardrums out in the process. Like, they were so obnoxiously loud, like, almost jumping over the row that I was in. (laughs) Get, like, their bias to hear them
0: scream, you know?
1: And then the worst part is, you know, that there was, like, mic trouble, Uh so... There seems
0: to always be mic trouble at K-pop concerts. People need to get their act together.
1: It was mostly with the translator. Like, the translator, she would talk and be really low. It'd be like this. (laughs) like this you could barely hear and then like the members would talk and Mm -hmm. then like it didn't matter what they would say like the crowd would be like "Ah!" you know and uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um and i couldn't hear what the frick the translator was saying you know i would be like shut the f up Like, uh, yes, like, I've been
0: in those situations. Like,
1: where it's great that you're excited that they said something in Korean and you have no idea what the frick they said. But, like, can we actually hear what they said from the translator, please? But nobody cares, because who's a translator, you know? But Yeah. You know, and, and the fact that her mic was really low didn't help situ- yes. the situation at all. You know, it was just... It was so yeah. frustrating, because we had to scream, sh- like... For people to STF you so many times <laughs>
0: that. Yeah, I was really glad that the Teen Top concert was a little more low key because I did have that exact same experience at EXO and uh, Shiny. It's just so loud. People screaming, so much, especially EXO. I it felt like, so bad. no,
1: I did feel like Shiny was better, though. I feel like Shiny, Shiny
0: was better than EXO, but it was still way worse than Teen Top.
1: But I mean, I I felt like I had no problems listening to the translator. So, at shiny, at any of the three shiny events that I went to, I think my friend was actually the translator at the EXO concert. Oh okay, Um, yeah. Because I I the guy for the first two shiny fan meets his name was Derek, and then, um, who translated at the, at the at the fan at the (laughs) who did that at shiny world five I. Totally drawing a blank with that. Anyway, I'll look that, I'll look that up later. But, uh, well, anyway, they're nobodies,
0: like you said, so who cares?
1: That's not true. I, I think they, they do a lot of hard work, you know? Like, how would we know what any of these idols say if it wasn't for them? I appreciate their jobs greatly.
0: No, I appreciate them as well. Just, who are they? Well, we
1: should take the time to find out.
0: <gasps> we should get them on the pod! Oh, God. Yeah, sure. We can do they that. They can translate what we're saying into normal things.
1: Okay. Anyway, um I was going to ask you, have you ever been to a Britney Spears concert?
0: I went to Vegas. W- which one? What do you mean which one? I I went summer 2016 um to the the residency. Uh-huh. The and, Piece of Me one. And and um it was so amazing because it was like $75 for wow. it to be- yeah, and it was like a small venue, it was a theater, and you got to be like in the pit, and I was in the front row of the pit, so I was like right there, wow. and um, I was really surprised actually how many younger people were there, like I thought it was all going to be like 20-something, 30-somethings, and whatnot, but there's actually like a lot of like high school kids, middle school kids that were like, we love Britney, we're here with our mom, and I was like, oh really? You, you got into Britney from what she's been putting out the past decade? Okay, well, sure, good, good, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> well. Like, I love the stuff that she's been putting out um, the past decade, but I feel like it's half, more than half, for nostalgic purposes. So I'm like, oh, if so, but like, if that's all you know of her, then okay, well, all right. Um, right, you know her, her, her golden era. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I love the new stuff because it reminds me of the golden era. But for them, like, this is the golden era? Oh, and you're still into it? Okay. Um, (laughs) Even though, but then you got to think about the, you know, the American pop landscape. And you're like, well, actually, Britney Spears is pretty much on par with everyone. um, If you think of like Katy Perry's and, you know, Selena Gomez's and whatnot. So, okay, fine. Yeah, I get it. Um, Sure. Sure. (laughs) You won't even give her that.
1: What do you mean? I, I'm giving her something. It's not.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So that was a really I great I mean, experience. if that's
1: something you want to give her, you know, yeah, she's like the Selena Gomez's and, you know, Katy Perry's. That's, that's a lot to give, John. Wow.
0: What? You, you think, you think that highly of like Katy Perry and Selena Gomez? No, exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So you're saying you think highly, more higher of her than that. Uh, I would, I, yeah. I would say, okay yeah. I would say if you take out, well, okay, I also think she's a little bit above them. I wouldn't say she's, you know, miles above them. If I, you take away, if you take away her legacy.
1: I Well, if you, no, no, no. I would say that if we're talking about the stuff that she released in the past decade, mm-hmm. I would say she's doing music that's a little bit more not what's popular, you know? Like. She's kind of doing her own thing, you know, and I kind of like that
0: more. I I would say that about her last album. That, but everything else has been sort of. I like, remember well, you
1: didn't like Billie Jean with Billie Jean, right? B- <laughs>
0: Britney Jean. Oh, Britney
1: Jean. <laughs> oh, Billie Jean is the Michael Jackson song, right? <laughs> Whoops,
0: sorry. Yeah, um, but the concert was really the concert was great. Like everyone was like respectful and whatnot. Like nobody was like uh like. I, you know, you've had those concerts where the person is, like, such a super fan, and they're just, like, going crazy the whole time, and they're just bumping into you and, like, screaming and being so obnoxious, and they're just, like, putting their, their hand out the whole time, like, worshipping them, like it's, you know, black church or whatever, and, like, recording the whole time as well, and then you can't see anything because you're behind them, and it's just, like, so a mess, the whole—they think the whole room is just them, and it's, like, the worst— um, but I didn't really, I don't remember having that at the Britney concert. I felt like everyone was, like, really, like, cool the entire time. And um, my friend Derek, though, he had a meet and greet. Um, he happened to be, wow. like, yeah, me and Derek were, like, online friends and stuff. And he happened to be going to see Britney around the same time that we were. So we just decided to buy the tickets the same night that he was and it was his birthday i guess so he got like special like vip tickets like he was in there's like these um like we were in the pit and those were the cheapest tickets and the closest you could get to her but he was like a little bit further up like in the seated area and you could buy like these special um couches and they would come yeah mm -hmm. and they would come and like you, you got bottle service with it and whatnot so he did that and then he also got the meet and greet and he was like depressed after the meet and greet because it was his first time meeting Britney. And like, it's widely publicized, especially he knew this. Someone who goes on com, the XL message board, that's the, you know, the fandom uh, message board and knows how she is, how like... Most of the time, she's not very friendly. She, like, has intense anxiety. And that manifests manifests itself as being, like, rude or short or, you know, just, like, rushing people off. And that's exactly what happened to him. Like, he went in and I guess he expected to have, like, a whole conversation with her. And she was just like, oh, hi, sweetheart. And just, like, took a picture and then just kind of, like, pushed her hand, like, on his back kind of, like, gently to, like, push him away. And the security, like... Rushed him off, and that was the whole meet and greet. And I was like, "Yeah, that's exactly what happens with a Britney." But that's not greet. that bad. Yeah, it wasn't like she was rude, but like I guess he expected something so much more. Um,
1: that that's, that's too high of an expectation. Like I know if I were to go- we're gonna meet Madonna somehow, which would never mm-hmm. happen, I wouldn't expect us to sit there and have long conversations about life and philosophy. You know, like that's just not. We don't have time for that. You know, it's not like we're going to make like a intellectual connection, you know, right there at these meet and greets. And I feel like that's what a lot of people have this misconception of, you know, especially with Mm -hmm. any other type of meet and greet. You know, it's like, I'm going to meet my so-and-so fave and we're going to connect and we're going to get married, you know? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they probably see those because they do show like meet and greets in those concert movies that we were talking about. And in those, it's those special like contest ones where they win a real meet and greet and they make it look like they have this whole conversation. And I feel like people expect that when they buy a meet and greet and it's not that and then they get disappointed. Yeah.
1: And I mean, I don't think there's anything you can change with that, you know, because so many people buy this meet and greet and it's it's an assembly line. You know what I mean? You have to get to the next person. And, yeah, and the you got art, a concert to get to. And the artist is tired, you know. Like the artist has to rehearse, and they have to get ready for the show, and they have to think about all these things going on, you know.
0: Yeah. Like they got stuff to do.
1: Yeah. For example, um, Madonna.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh
1: my God! Okay, so when I went to go see Spill her, It, girl. When I went to go, there's so much to spill. Like it's not even like she airs it all out. She. Puts her dirty laundry out for all the world to see. And that's why we love her. Um, Mm -hmm, But, mm -hmm.
0: okay, so... Except for her wrinkles. We love her for that, too. Let's not be ageists, okay? No, I'm saying she doesn't... She... I I didn't... I wasn't saying we don't love her wrinkles. I was saying she doesn't show her wrinkles. Every picture, every music video is, like, blasted out with light so you can't see anything.
1: Anyway. um, (laughs) It's true! Anyway... Um, so I went to go see her at the Sticky and the Sweet tour in 2008 and it was this big event because it was here at the, at the Dolphin Stadium, which is now the Hard Rock Stadium, to change names. Um, mm-hmm. and it was a stadium and there was 50,000 people there and it was insane. It was huge. And she is notorious, notorious for being Late.
0: Oh, she, what a diva! She
1: never, and I'm not, I'm not talking about like twenty minutes, thirty minutes. I'm talking about two to three to four hours late. What? I'm not even kidding you. We oh were sitting there for three hours waiting mm-hmm. for her to show up on stage, and it's something that she did when I went to go see her at the Reinvention Tour, yeah, in two
0: thousand four. Mm-hmm.
1: Um 2004? Yeah, 2004. And um, at first, like, I mean, it didn't really make that much of a ruckus. But Mm -hmm. when she went on her Rebel Heart tour recently, it did um, make headlines. And it wasn't wasn't good press at all. So Madonna has never been an, an apologetic person,
0: ever. Of course not.
1: So she did this concert, I don't remember, it was somewhere in the UK, I think. And, um, she came out and she told people who were complaining about her starting the show late Mm -hmm. to shut the F up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then she started explaining how the reason she started the show late was because she's a perfectionist and there was a problem with the VCR video that it was corrupt and they had to wait for someone to go to the company who does the VCR video and come over and fix the thing, and it took forever, and that she just doesn't start on time because she wants the show to be perfect, you know, the best show that it can be. (laughs) But here's where I call the bullshit. I love you, Madge, but if that was the case, why don't you come out and address that from the get-go instead of pretending like it's it's an elephant in the room that you started the show 2 to 3 hours late, you know? Mm-hmm. People are paying really good money to see you, you know? And sometimes your shows are on a weekday. People have to get to work the next day. People have to find transportation, yeah. you know? Um so you have to somewhat be apologetic or or explain. You have to say uh hey guys, I'm sorry that I started the show late, you know. We just had this technical difficulty, but you know, I'll make it up to you guys. You know, I'll give you a really great show, you know? Right. But she doesn't do that. And she doesn't feel the need to do that, you know? She just I tells know. people to shut the f up. And I just think that that's not great. What well, were
0: people booing her?
1: No. 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 Oh. I don't Okay. So, she just kind of heard from the grapevine that there were complaints, you know, and I mean that wasn't the first show that there were complaints to. There were many complaints about her tardiness, you know. Yeah. And I know that she's a diva, and I know that she wants everything to be perfect, but like mm-hmm. you gotta let some things go, Madge. You know, like
0: <laughs> yeah, that go, uh, that's so rude.
1: I mean, go with it as you go with it as it comes. You know, like if something messes up, then you fix it. Then and Madonna's. Really immersed in everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I remember reading the memoir, uh, her brother's tell-all memoir about Madonna and her first concert. Was he the one that tour. was homeless? Did yeah, she have a homeless brother? Yeah. He, he, he was a drug addict. And oh, the, okay. Yeah. And he started, he made that book to make some money off
0: of her, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> he was her background dancer and he was her dresser for- um, Oh, really? For many, many years. Yeah, her tour dresser. Oh. So he would always Double. tour with her and, and always change her. And he was talking about how she was always into everything. You know, whether the lighting was working properly or or whether the, the, the sound was good or, or if there was something mm-hmm. up on the stage. Like, she was always paying attention to these minute details. And she would go out on That's the stage. That's how you get to that level. She would go out on the stage and she would have energy, energy, energy and, you know... Happy, happy, happy. And then she'd come back stage and she'd be a trailblazer. She'd be cussing everybody out. Like, mm-hmm. stress level. You know, what the F? Why is this not effing working? Like, get yeah. this... Get this ish on, on this, me. like, adrenaline
0: high get sort of thing. Get this ish
1: on me right now. Hurry the F up. You know, like, she's just... Just... Fucking bulldozer. I'm sorry. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I can't not drop the F-bombs. Um... Oh. But um, uh, drop the wrapper. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I just, just throw it across the room. I, Get it away uh, from you. Fine, fine. I just can't not fidget with things. I love to fidget.
0: Play with your butthole or something that doesn't make as much noise.
1: That will make
0: many. Oh, <laughs> well,
1: god. Okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, she's she's just she's just nuts. Um, yeah, and that's something uh, that. I kind of fear for her in like terms of future concerts, because I feel mm-hmm. like it's going to affect her attendance level if she doesn't do something about that, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, it, I mean, she still has what? The highest selling concert? By a female like, artist? She's... Yes. Yeah. So but is she still... When was the last time she toured? Uh, Rebel Heart, which was 2015. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. 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 And that was still the number one concert that year? Good question.
1: I don't think that mm.
0: was that year. I'm a fake fan, okay.
1: No, I, I
0: I didn't really follow the Rebel Heart tour that year. I'm mm. sorry to say. But um That's just so funny how you're describing this. It's so different than the, the Britney Spears concert. I mean, I guess she's got babysitters, so they keep her on time and whatnot. But like she's how not a perfectionist she is. Like she'll um just like on the way out or like the night of the concert or right before she's about to go on stage, they have like a whole row of like different little things that she can trade out for the night. So she always has to like wear something different just to like keep things interesting, Mm -hmm. whether that's like a different hat that night or like a slightly different top or like a bracelet or something. And so she'll just be like, Oh, let's wear this. And she'll like put it on and then walk right out. And, um, and she always, yeah, starts on time. And it's just like, and then during the concert, like it's so funny. Like it, The way that she acts, it kind of looks like she thinks that the whole thing is kind of silly. So, like, she'll... There'll be, like, a a break in a song, like, a big moment. And when the big moment happens, like, the beat hits, she'll, like, cross her eyes and stick her tongue out and be like, whatever. And then she'll, like, keep moving and, like, skipping along the stage and whatnot. So it's, like, so funny how there's the polar opposite, almost. It's, like, someone who just... Wants to freshen it up. She'll pick something on the way out and then she'll like make goofy faces through the whole concert and she's on time and she doesn't seem to take it like super seriously. She's just like out there to have fun. And then there's Madonna who gets on these adrenaline rushes and she's like super happy on stage then screaming about some minute thing not working and she's super late and blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, oh, which one is more of a mess? I don't really, I can't really decide.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, does it look like a mess when Britney goes on stage?
0: No, it doesn't look like a message, but it doesn't, it's like, it kind of takes you out of the moment almost when she's kind of out of the moment. Like you kind of, there'll be certain songs where, you know, she's really feeling it. And then other songs, she's just kind of like, whatever. And she just like skips along is like playing around and, and whatnot. And it's kind of, it makes you not get into it as much, but also at the same time, it's kind of like, you love that she's making the goofy faces and it makes you have fun. I don't know. It's different. It's, it's weird. Um, I don't really know how to explain it. I, uh, I
1: mean, um. You know, I, Madonna's amazing. I I, I can't even explain or express how opulent her shows are. Um, Yeah. They're just these grand extravaganzas. So I understand why, you know, she wants them to be close to perfect. I don't think there's such thing as like absolute perfection, but.
0: I need to go see her concert one day. If I can ever get nosebleed prices for front row seating, I'll be there.
1: Well, then you're never going (laughs) to (laughs) go. By the way, I think 2015 was Taylor Swift.
0: Oh, ew. (laughs) That was a concert I skipped out on this year.
1: I have never been to a Taylor Swift concert in my life, and I don't plan on going ever.
0: Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. I I mean, when I worked at the Apple store, they had... um, Taylor Swift concert, like, they had just put it on Apple Music, so they were starting to play it on all the computers, like, the the default screensaver was the Taylor Swift concert, and I was like, oh, is that, is that all she does? She just kind of, like, moves her gangly body around the stage and just kind of, like, points at people and then sings off key? Oh, okay, great. (laughs) And and they charge how much for that? I mean, I guess, like, her songs are kind of cute, so all right, if you want to go see her sing those, that's that's up to you, but I don't know.
1: Let me ask you a question, though. Okay. Um, Nobody gets offended that Britney doesn't sing live at her concerts? Nah. <laughs> I guess they're used to it already.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you're used to it, and plus there's, like, so much going on that you're kind of, like... It's, like, a non-issue. Like, she's dancing, and then there's a whole bunch of backup dancers doing different dances, and then, like, the outfits are, like, always crazy. And then there's, like, video going on in the background, and, like, props are moving. And it's just, like, there's so much going on that you're just, like, you don't even care that it's pretty much just, like, an exaggerated drag show. You're distracted, it's just like, right. Yeah, you're distracted, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she she does sing over the songs, so it's, like... The background music is, you know, very loud, but you can still kind of hear her over it. So you kind of get these ad libs once in a while. So kind of, you can pretend that she's singing completely live and then she'll, she'll do a couple songs, um, live. And so you're, it, you know, it all kind of, it feels right.
1: I remember, um, <clears throat> I think she was in Thailand. She was doing some sort of Asian tour. Yes. And she's... That was like a couple of years ago, something. Mm-hmm. She sang Happy Birthday. Yes. I remember the internet went crazy. <laughs>
0: yes. We always go crazy when there's like that one time where she sings like truly live and she never sings her own songs really live um, without like a heavy background track, but she'll sing like uh, Bonnie Ray, like let's give them something to talk about. And that she did that a year or two ago and I loved that. It was so good. But yeah, she never sings her own songs. Only other people's. I
1: wonder why that is
0: um well because i don't know maybe her songs are just harder to sing or like it's not fun for her because she's heard it a million times and i wonder
1: if her voice is even still the same as it was 20 years ago you know (laughs) like
0: no it's really funny when she does sing live her voice is not at all like her her actual songs that she puts out like the in her songs her voice is like higher and like whispery but then when she sings live her voice is like
1: huskier yeah raspier yeah
0: yeah so i'm I'm like, why doesn't she just record songs in that voice? Like, that could still be fun.
1: I don't understand um, that either. Just, you know, work with what you have, Brittany. You know, like, you're in charge of your career at this point, you know? You can pick well, the songs that you want to sing. And... I don't
0: know if she is.
1: Oh. By the way, I've been meaning to ask you, where is hmm. her boyfriend from? I don't America? I don't know. He looks very, um...
0: He looks very, like, European.
1: No, I was going to say he looks Arabic like yeah he has very like tan skin and has this interesting accent i was watching uh this video on her insta where he's just like i love your shoes you look great or something like that and she's just like oh where are we eating by the way and then he's like steakhouse and then she goes running out the door
0: yes oh my god she's been posting a lot on instagram lately and i love that she's just like she's the goofy gal she just has the silliest stuff Goofy gal. (laughs) She's a goofy gal.
1: You didn't even talk about that video I sent you about that Britney Spears parody.
0: Um, well, no one should make fun of the queen. The princess, excuse me.
1: Oh, okay. I was about to jump on you. I was about to throw down some receipts
0: here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) but anyway, concert culture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, but, um. Oh god, I don't know if we have time so I, I can briefly compare like Asian culture culture to our concert culture. Do we have time? Can we
0: can we keep going but can we take a break for a second so I can eat something? My stomach's like growling. I've actually been
1: eating right now. So, <laughs> sure.
0: Go okay. Ahead. Yeah, I'm going to stop recording and we'll start Let in, me
1: turn on the AC
0: cuz I'm dying. 15 to minutes. Eat. Okay. Okay, we're back from our break. We can start. Okay. So, we're going to
1: talk about the difference is.
0: Wait! I don't, don't have my headphones in. Oh, oh
1: my god! Oh my god! You screamed in my ear.
0: I'm stupid. <clears throat> Sorry, I was just so mesmerized by your voice. I didn't think of anything else. I hear your voice. Okay. Okay. She's back. I swear we talked about this in a podcast already too. I don't know, but maybe we'll talk about it more in depth. Go ahead. Tell us. Tell us all about Asia.
1: Well, Asia is wonderful. Um,
0: but how this- many times have you been? Never
1: But despite that
0: uh, (laughs) He does a lot of reading I do Wikipedia is a great resource I
1: do a lot of reading And I follow a lot of um, A lot of shiny fans In Japan and in Korea And I have a lot of Friends in Korea and Japan Who attend concerts there So um, Okay So here we go Uh, and And the reason I really want to bring this up Is because I was listening to this other podcast That The name escapes me. And they said something to me that, okay, they weren't talking to me. What am I saying? They said something in general Mm -hmm. that just didn't make any sense to me. They were complaining about how when K-pop concerts come here, it's highway robbery. How they charge people extra money to sit front row and do the meet and greets.
0: What, they don't charge extra for that? I'm oh, really? getting to that.
1: I'm getting to that. Oh,
0: okay. 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 Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, Your excuse, sir.
1: Anyway, so I wish I was there, so I could have screamed at this girl. i not scream, but you know, politely tell her how wrong she was and how misinformed she was, because she. And I've heard. I've heard this all the time, and this is what I completely despise. People get angry. When you have tickets that are over $200, like the, the top price tickets are over $200, and they don't come with any meet and greet.
0: Like, I'm mad about that too.
1: Like people just go all up in arms because they expect it to be there, you know? They're paying $250, and for them that's mm-hmm. already too mm-hmm. much money. There needs to be yes. extra perks. And I tell them yep. what I told you at the beginning of this podcast. Madonna is twenty five hundred dollars for front row. And you don't even get uh, to meet uh. and you don't even get to meet the the lady. So if you really
0: think you about could a, you could buy a MacBook Pro for that. Make your own music videos. Okay,
1: but but listen to this. The amount of money it takes for you to not only pay for the group's appearance fee but then fly them all the way over here. And not just them, their managers, their stylists, their makeup artists, uh, their, you know, social media people, you know, everyone in their entourage and then pay for their transportation, pay for their food, pay for their lodging. Uh, Then you have to pay for the venue in each stop, all the equipment, all the uh, money that you have to pay your own staff, you know, like, I'm pretty sure that these companies are spending millions of dollars trying to bring these groups in and they're only asking us to pay $250 to sit like pretty close to the stage. You know, I think that's really reasonable. I personally do, and I think the the main reason I'm bringing this all up is because I feel like we're really spoiled here, you know? Um, Concerts here are like real estate You pay You pay More for the more desirable location So the more closer to the stage you are The more money you have to shell out You know Okay Not like that at all In Asia Not at all Everyone pays the same price
0: Oh, what front row back row same price? Yes, no matter
1: where you sit, it is the same one hundred dollars.
0: Then how do you determine like what how
1: where people sit? Is it first come first serve? Okay, so for Korea, it is first come first serve. Whatever ticket pops up is a ticket you get, and people are happy with that, you know. But in Japan, for example, for shiny um for their for their Tokyo Dome and Osaka Dome concerts. It is Mm -hmm. done by lottery, so you will go in and you'll fill out an application for the concert that you want to go to, the show, and you know, you fill out your name, your information, blah, 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 blah. Once you do that, you wait throughout the whole period because they'll say, okay, you go in and fill out an application from this date to this date, and at the end of the last date. Like, once that application period is over, then we'll send you an email letting you know if you got tickets. Mm -hmm. So they'll do three lottery things, uh, three lottery trials of that. So if you get selected, then they charge you automatically, those $100. And they give you a seat at random. They don't tell you what seat you're sitting in until, like, a few days before the actual concert.
0: Hmm. Yes, so... That's so funny. That's like our extreme capitalist society. Like, more money, you'll be closer to the stage. Less money, you're back there in the slums.
1: Exactly. (laughs) You know, and I think that, you know... Like I said, it's like real estate, you know? Like, you pay more for a prime location. So, um, and that's something that I do not like about our concerts, but I get it, you know? Like... If you are a bigger star. Yeah, I can't decide
0: if I would like it better, like they do in Korea or or Japan or here. Well, you have to remember. have their benefits. You
1: have to remember that they're a collectivist society in Asia. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they're okay with all having the same price. And they're okay with sitting wherever it is they get a seat. Why? Because um, everyone makes the concert together. Yeah. Performers and the audience together you know Mm -hmm. and it's an experience that they both share and it really is you know like if you really see how concerts are done there and the other thing about that is that their venues are way more advanced than ours are like you can do so Mm -hmm. much in those venues that you Mm -hmm. can't do in american venues um like what like you can have Hot.
0: I mean, I've seen a perfume concert. Like so I'm gonna, hot
1: crazy. air balloons flying around, you know, like Shiny does. Or they have like this giant uh, double decker bus that goes out into the crowd, you know, and these giant moving platforms that extend across the entire venue, you know, like yeah, just like these engineering marvels that mm. we don't really think to do here in America and and that's the other thing like wherever you sit in these venues you have a good view you know these venues are made for you to be immersed in yeah. what's going on you know so oh, okay
0: that's that's good so
1: even if your nosebleed you're you're pretty much set to still have a great view of what's going on because just the concert itself is so three-dimensional
0: it's all coming <laughs> towards you you know so, are these, the places that they play in, in Korea, are they specifically for music or are they like here where it's like you're renting out a, a sports venue? Um,
1: it's multi-purpose.
0: Okay. So. Like ours are. Uh,
1: not, yeah, but you know, they're mostly for sports. Hmm. Mostly. Because mm-hmm. we value more sports than we do
0: music, to be quite honest yes. <laughs> with you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, what I was just asking because, you know, it's like yeah, a lot of times that you book a venue and it's not really great for a concert, but it's great like for basketball
1: Like basketball isn't popular in Korea. You
0: know? Yeah. <laughs> I went to the, I went to the Ellie Golding concert um, because years and years was opening. Ah. Uh, and it was like, I think normally it's a soccer stadium. And so if you're playing soccer, you've got a great view because all the seats are like in a circle around the, the field or whatever. But when it was a concert, we had the worst seats. Like, um, I went with my mom and we were in these seats, and if you were to just sit in the seat, you'd be staring at nothing. You'd be looking at the people at the like on the aisle across from you. but you had to turn your body in your chair and look to your right and stay that way the whole time to be looking at the stage. Jeez. Yeah, it was just funny because like Ellie Goulding gave this huge long speech before I think like her last song and was like, do not record this, get off your phones, just enjoy the moment, do not record it. And I guess my mom wasn't paying attention or like didn't care because as soon as she started, she starts, she picks up her phone and starts recording it. And, like all the people around us were staring at her like, ah, so offended that she didn't listen to Ellie Goulding. And I was like, oh my God, mom. <laughs> oh, your poor mom. She's cute. I know, a I poor mom. Yeah, but I I it was like she had never gone to a concert before. I don't think she had in like a decade because she like recorded every single second. I wonder if she's ever gone back and looked at that footage. (laughs) That's what I realized. (laughs) That's what I realized when, because I used to record like a lot of concerts as well. But then I was like, wait, I never, ever, ever go back and look at this footage ever. And so, or if I do, it'll be like one clip for like half a second. And so I was like, I don't need to do this. And so I started, and I know nobody else really does. And so I'm, I just started recording like uh, 30 seconds of my favorite couple songs and that's it for the concert and then the rest of the time I just watch it. And so when I see people who are recording like the entire thing and it's like they're not even professional videographers. It's just like going to their own personal Snapchat story and I'm like oh great there's gonna be like 50 people who are gonna be annoyed by that and just like skipping through the whole time. Meanwhile your stupid phone is in my view, you're obstructing my view and I'm watching the concert through your Snapchat. I hate this so much. That's like my biggest pet peeve is when people put their arms in front of my face to record for their own Snapchat stories that nobody wants to watch anyway. That was a great story, John. You, well don't you hate that too? Don't people do that at well, concerts you go to? I, don't people have phones in there? I
1: personally don't mind it, but I couldn't do it myself because I don't think I would be able to enjoy the concert just looking at it through my phone the entire time. You know, like right I don't think other people are enjoying it either. <laughs> like I just I can't do that, you know? And I just I just want to enjoy like being actually there. You know, because if, yeah. if I wanted to see you know, whatever artist I was seeing on my phone, I would just not even pay for the ticket, you know? I would just watch something on YouTube, you know?
0: (laughs) Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, go home, go watch this on Facebook live stream of someone else putting it out on the internet, you know? Like, why are you even here? Seriously.
1: Anyway, what I was going to say, because I was trying to bring this full circle to the whole meet and greet thing that I was complaining about a second ago. Um, So, um... A lot of people complain that we pay too much money here and we don't get benefits and that in Korea and in Japan, they get everything. That they get, like, all these meet and greets and fan signings and, you know, we get nothing. You know, like, SM groups come and we get nothing. Well, guess what? They don't get anything either, okay? They get way less than we do, okay? They don't even get meet and greets at their concerts. So that whole argument is flawed because what people have to do to meet their idols in Korea is they have to go to fan signings. And in order for you to go to these fan signings, you have to buy a certain amount of albums at a certain location. One album is like a lottery ticket for you to get into this fan signing. So people buy 50, 60, 100 plus albums to even get a chance to get one lottery ticket to go to this fan signing. It's like finding the golden ticket in Willy Wonka. Are you still there, John? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, wow, you got really quiet. It just doesn't make any sense to me that people don't realize this. You know, we get it so good here when it comes to the perks that we get for the amount of money we pay. You know? Um, do I think it will ever change to the way they do it in Asia? No. no because we have like you said we're more capitalist here um but what i have seen start happening is that you know people will charge for the ticket and then they'll charge for the meet and greet like extra and it's usually more money like they did for vap you know mm-hmm. which is just crazy and i think that's a bad idea like i think what k does for example is a horrible idea
0: what do they do at k because every time i've gone i've gotten in
1: for free <laughs> wow really when was the last time you went for free uh,
0: 2014 and 15.
1: Oh wait, you were there when Shiny was?
0: Yeah, cause...
1: Or was that 16? No, that was 16. Yeah, sorry.
0: Was
1: That was Super Junior, right?
0: Yeah, I think it was Super Junior. 15? I just, all I... I feel like I don't remember anything from 2015. Um, all I remember was, uh, 2014 when, like, Girls' Generation was there and they were so polite and then G-Dragon came out after them and was like, so rude. It was rude. Well, I don't know. It's just like every single group. I was there. there. Every I was single there. G- I know. With Yeah, that's where we first met. So, um, but like every group came out and they're like, hi, we are so happy to be here. Hi. And then they like formally introduce each other and they bow and you know, they're like smiling the whole time. And then G-Dragon comes out there and he's like, hey, it's me. GD and you're like okay, <laughs> oh. it just it contrasted every single other group that came out before him, and it was just the funniest thing to me.
1: But that's just like his.
0: Yeah, that's just him. That's his whole persona. I it was guess. Just, yeah, it was it's a, funny. It's it's a bit obnoxious. I agree. Hey, it's me. <laughs> I love that.
1: I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait until you release the podcast so that I can just rip that little piece. That little recording. Of Make my, it your ringtone. <laughs> no, I want to show it to my friend Andrea because she's a really big GD stan.
0: Oh, mm. and how will we laugh? To me, he's the Will I Am of Korea. It's like he's good he's in the group. thing I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's good in the group, but then once he goes solo, it's like, wow. no, Nothing's, like, holding him back from being as ridiculous as he wants to be, and so it's just awful. But when he's with Big Bang, it's like, you get a little taste of him. He kind of, like, elevates the rest of the people to be, like, more interesting, but then they also kind of bring him down to, like, a level where it's, yeah, like, they they Yeah, they balance they, each other out, yeah. It, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, but solo, oof, yikes.
1: Yeah, but... Um... Anyway, KCON right now, what they're doing is, because they changed their ticketing system before, they used to lump all the tickets together, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the meet and greet and the concert ticket and the con ticket as one, like, big lump. But now, you pay for the concert and the con and the meet and greets separately.
0: So I think that's good. uh, Well, I mean, depending on how much it is. But, like, okay, so... Like if they all ended up being the same price as it was when they sold ticket all together, that'd be ideal. But yeah, there's tons of people when I was at KCON where they either just wanted to go to the concert or like just wanted to go to the convention, which was a lot less people, of course. Ah, um, uh, nobody like, wants to go to the convention though. Yeah, I know, right? They just. Want to I go to hear the it's really
1: bad. I've never been to the like actual convention. Like when I went in 2014, I didn't have time, and then I did the concert, and that was it.
0: Yeah. Um, the convention is interesting it's it's kind of like i i liked it much better when it was outside like it had a different sort of energy it was like yeah there's definitely like more energy when everyone was outside it was also really hot um but also, it was, like, when you were outside, you could see everything that was going on. Like, they had different little tarps or tents or whatever, uh-huh. and you could see what was going on in different tents, so you could just, like, walk around to the different stuff. Whereas when it was inside, it felt very much like um, like school. So you had this little schedule that you would look at, and this is how VidCon is as well. You have a schedule of all these different panels that are That's going That's how on. most cons are. Yeah. Um, and you didn't really know unless you happen to, like, walk by the room, and see and you didn't really know what was going on in other places so and, and it didn't have like vidcon has this one area where it's like a whole bunch of vendors come and there's like games you can play and like it's that's really more of like the just pure like fun indulgent sort of area for like everyone and those are the cheaper tickets and then at VidCon, you can pay for another level, which is like the creator pass. And it's like all YouTubers can go to these classes to learn about being better um, YouTubers and whatnot and like do like mingle with other YouTubers. And that's the way KCON kind of is. It's that second level where it's a lot of it feels like you're going to learn about something or it's like they have these like panel discussions about these like serious topics or whatever. <laughs> um um but then some of them are kind of lighthearted. Like I went to one with Chong um, Jingchongqi, Courtney, and Jasmine. Oh yeah, I love them. Yeah, love them. And they did one where they played um, charades, and that was like the whole whole thing. Um, but a lot of them were like, felt more like serious or whatever. That's and, what our fan meets are like. I wish you would come and come and uh,
1: come to Miami to go to our one of our fan meets here. Okay, I'll do it. No, you won't. But. <laughs> The invite is open to you. I'll save you a chair. Okay, in, thank just, you. Just in case you decide to show up. <laughs> thank you. You're um, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's interesting. What were we talking about? KCON and Tumen Junkie and the panels. and all the What, what led us there? That we were talking about the ticketing situation at KCON.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so anyway, um, a lot of people that are kind of there... It, it was like, people started to show up right before the concert. Like, a lot of people just skipped the convention. Gotcha. So, if you can not pay for the convention and your ticket for the concert is less, then that's ideal. Uh, I don't know if that's how it's priced.
1: No, this is how it works. So, okay. um, they'll have... Hold on, let me see if I can look up the prices for this past year. I'm pretty sure they're going to already start... Um, advertising for KCON 2019 very soon. Yay! For LA for example, if you wanted to do one day just the concert,
0: $200. They separate it by days too? Yes. Oh, uh, if you want
1: to do just the concert, $200. For P1, for P1. And if you wanted to do both days of the concert, 360. Just the con- just two days of the concert. Which, if you think about it, okay, you know, I usually pay two fifty for like top tier at a concert for one concert, you know, and I'm gonna go see like maybe ten groups. So three sixty, that's not bad, you know. All right, all right. But then, if you want to get the top um, benefits, it's a hundred and fifty five dollars. For the whole convention, there isn't one or two days. And you only mm-hmm. get one high touch, two audience passes, and one red carpet. So, okay, if you do both days, supposedly, I don't remember if if the benefits double or what. Yeah. But I don't know if they know if you're going both days or not. No clue. But, hmm. so, if you really do the math, it's, hold on. Come
0: on, phone. That's so funny with the, the high touch. Situation 360 when plus I
1: went... 155 is $515 if you go Ooh. top tier for everything. So let's just say you, you go top, you don't want to do top tier, right? Mm-hmm. But you do want to get like the top fan engagements, but you don't want to pay that much for the concert, right? So the cheapest one is P3. There's no more P4 or P5. Eliminated, gone. Oh. Yeah. So P3 for one day is $60. Which is like, oh, huh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's that's really good. P3. But you have to remember that now P3 is where P4 and 5 used to be. So now you're paying $60 for like being in the nosebleed section for one day and you get no benefits whatsoever. If you want two-day, it's a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So if you decide to do um, just the cheap tickets, and then the top tier, so 100 plus plus 155 is 255 dollars mm. for the whole thing, plus the two-day convention, which is an extra 20 dollars.
0: Extra. It's just twenty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. I'm glad they know the worth of the convention versus the concert now.
1: <laughs> so it's two hundred and seventy five dollars with the cheapest concert tickets and the most expensive, um, most expensive uh, engagement passes. Problem with that oh, is you're that's never sad
0: because the high touch when I went in 2015. That was like they just handed cards out at random and they, they do just, that
1: still. They do that. Oh, still. they do.
0: Yeah. But you have to pay to get a card?
1: Yeah. It doesn't come um, included
0: with the ticket anymore. So. Yeah, ours, like, anybody that was at the convention, they, I think they just, like, handed you tickets randomly at different places throughout the convention. And you're like, oh, I got this one. And then you could, like, trade it with people and be like, do you want yeah, to get this? Yeah, they still do that.
1: Just... But no, but you had, to, you had to pay for them, right? You didn't have to pay for the P1 to get these random tickets?
0: I don't know. A- again... I didn't pay both times. So. Oh, look at you. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah. um, the only
1: problem with that is, is that you have to be sure that you're even going to get the top tier engagements, you know? Or you can, if you decide, you know, you can skip out on the concert and just do the engagements and then just pay $20 for the ticket or just go to the concert and not do the engagement and pay $20 for the convention. But I, I just feel like that makes things way more complicated.
0: Yeah, it does sound complicated. It sounds like buying a Windows operating system. Um, (laughs) Do you know what I mean? How they've got like, here's Windows Ultimate, here's Windows Extreme, here's Windows Plus, here's Windows Plus Business, here's Windows Ultimate Business. There's like a million different versions and it's just like, what's really the difference? Um, Yeah, that all sounds incredibly complicated. And I think that's what we're moving
1: towards now. Most concerts are going to start doing that. I don't like it either. I'm telling you. It's just like
0: airlines too where it's like it used to be everything was included and now, and it's, now it's just like bare bones or, like oh yeah. but do you want to check a bag exactly. do you want to have peanuts on the flight do you want to be able to put your legs on the f- ground or you know like, <laughs> or do you want to hold your feet up in the chair the whole time oh you gotta pay extra for all these things do you want to use the bathroom <laughs> I hope like, they don't
1: start charging you for the bathroom that'd be terrible
0: yeah there's like all these little fees for every little thing now and it's just awful that's what it sounds like I don't like it get it away from me I know. So, I would just hope that it doesn't turn into that.
1: So, yeah, but I don't even know if I would want to go to KCON. I'm really hoping Seventeen comes to do a solo tour, because that's who oh, I yeah. really want to
0: see. And whenever Madonna decides to tour... Um, yeah, I don't know if the uh, the KCON concerts are worth it. Like, they are in one hand, and that you get to at least, like, see the people, but they only perform, like, uh, like, what, three, four songs, and then they're gone, and so it's kind of like, you don't really get to really indulge in each one it's just kind of like they're there they're gone there we go i personally just like the ability to socialize
1: you know because there's so many k-pop fans in one place so if i were to if i were to go it would just be for me to enjoy the convention really i
0: i kind of talk bad about the convention but honestly that is my my favorite part
1: Well, you know, just the fact that there's so many fans that you can talk to, you know, regardless of you yeah. going to the panel. And I did really enjoy the the food vendors. Like, I thought the food vendors
0: were really fantastic. I didn't like that they were yelling at me. Who was yelling at you? Well, okay, uh, what was it? I think it was the year it was outside when they're all just like, ah, oh, come over here, come over here. And you're like, no, okay, no, leave me alone. Really? I, I didn't really feel that. You know, I'm I'm sure. Well, you that. know, you probably go to Miami Beach all the time and you've got people dressed up as a uh, silver painted man's and they're they're yelling at you to come pet their iguana or whatever. And uh, oh, yeah, that's that's, your e- life. that's
1: exactly what happens, you know, just like I'm sure in <laughs> Texas, you know, everyone's walking around with a gun and driving F-150s. And, they you know, are.
0: Oh, that's that's spin- they are walking around with guns and, and Britney and Spears spitting- just performed the f one hundred and sp- fifty. Whatever
1: And spitting tobacco and lynching black men, you know, and whoa walking whoa, around whoa. in cloaks.
0: Okay, well, like, that literally all, yes, that happens. Like, an hour and a half north in Waco, that's, like, the huge KKK headquarters or whatever. So, like, yeah, you, you're, that really is Texas. Oh, that's sad. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, your, your view on Miami sounds a
1: lot funner than it actually is. There is no silver-painted people.
0: With, with this is, that iguana. was my experience when I went to Miami, but this was back in, like, 1999. Um, so when the fudge did that happen?
1: I've been living in Miami all my life. Never seen silver-painted person with asking you to pet their iguana. It sounds like you're mixing up different things, you know, because in South Beach... It might Beach, have been
0: two different people.
1: In South Beach, there have been, like, those statue people you know who are yeah that's what i'm talking about right but they don't have any iguanas like if you're talking about iguanas you probably went to like jungle island or something
0: who knows i was 10 years old
1: wow well you're not experiencing miami to its fullest
0: okay i'll make sure to book my flight real soon the should we stop this podcast and talk about this more well anyway um Thank you guys so much for listening, and until next time, uh, live your dreams, love your life. Bye.